Hello and welcome to Shit Our Family Say. This is the podcast that explores those quirky, hilarious, and sometimes really heartfelt expressions that have been passed down through generations of families. We're talking about the sayings that your family uses that maybe make sense to no one or sometimes make sense to everyone, but they always bring a smile to your face when you think about them and they hold a special place in our hearts and connect us to families in a unique way. So in this podcast, we're going to explore some of the origins and meanings behind these sayings and we'll be sharing some of our personal favorites as well. So sit back, relax, and get ready to reminisce about the sayings that have shaped your family history. This is Shit Our Family Say. I'm Tony Robinson, and my co-host for this series is Dupree. Hello there. So Dupree, tell us a little bit about yourself and what made you want to be a part of this podcast. Man, it was a great idea. The fact that you said, shit, our family say, and I started thinking about my grandmother and my father and my grandfather, just things that they said made no sense as a kid. But as I got older, like they began to make sense. And it's like, oh, wow, this, this could be, this could be, this could be something pretty good, interesting. All right. Well, I thank you for being a part of this. And uh, why don't we start out with something that you heard in your family? Can you think of one of your favorite sayings and who said it? Well, it wouldn't be my favorite, but um, like I said, my grandmother said, you can't play in mud and not get dirty. And I had no idea what that meant. But throughout the years, she's like, you can't play in mud and not get dirty. And then as I got older, because they don't explain what those sayings are. They just say, you can't play in mud and not get dirty. I'm like, what the hell? But what she was saying is that the people that I was hanging around, mm. you can't be around those people and not have their attitudes, their dirt, their things rub off on you. Okay. So you're hanging out with the wrong group. At some point, you're going to get caught up, right. get dirty. So that was interesting. Can you think of a, a time when she said that? Like, Do you have a particular story when you were either literally or figuratively playing in mud, and she was like, you can't play in mud, not get dirty. No, nah, unfortunately, I can't remember, but apparently I must have done some <laughs> enough stuff that she told me a few times, you can't play in mud and not get dirty. But what was kind of cool was as I got older, I completely understood, and it became a part of my vocabulary in my mind. So when I was hanging around people where I did things, I was like, okay, this person could possibly get me in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I have an incident that I can bring that up if you want to talk about it, or we could just keep it pushing. Ooh, that sounds intriguing. Let's hear the incident. Okay. So a friend of mine. Mm, It's always a friend. Yeah, we're we're (laughs) friends. And um, his name was Donald. And Donald sold drugs. And I knew he sold drugs. Man, Donald was the nicest guy pleasant guy, respectable guy, but I know he sold drugs. And I was, and I was like, he's like, Dupree, let's go do this. And I was like, do what? Sell drugs? Sell some drugs. Let's go make this run. And that, I thought my grandmother saying, you can't play in mud and not get dirty. Mm. So I was like, no, Don, you go ahead and do that. And I'm going to go ahead and 
do my thing. And three months later, I hadn't seen Don, so I called his sister, and I found out that Don was in jail. Oh, wow. Because he got caught selling drugs. So... That was a great time for yeah. you to come in. Is this a saying that you share with your kids? Like, have you found yourself using it as a parent yourself? Not that one, no. No, I didn't use that, but it stuck with me. And it will stick with me, too. You can't play in mud and not get dirty. As co-host, let me ask you, what's one of your moments that you can think of that your family said something or shit your daddy said, your mama said, back in the day? Well, Or was it your grandmother? It was funny you say that because I was just thinking, since we're on the theme of grandmothers, you shared one from yours. And my grandmother was just a wealth of information. She has so many sayings that still resonate with me today. So I think I'm going to pull from one of her, okay. um, one of her gems. Um, probably the one that most of us in the family remember and uh, kind of refer back to from time to time is your words have power. Okay. And my grandmother would say that all the time when we spoke anything negative, right? And so as kids, we, I know I did not understand the depth of it then, right? And she would make us cancel and reject a negative statement if mm. we said it. So for instance, if I said to my brother, you're stupid. <laughs> okay. She would say, now, would you want him to be stupid? And I would think like, he, he yeah. already is. That's why I say he's <laughs> stupid, right? right? But she would say, cancel and reject that statement because you don't want to put it out there. And so, yeah, that's that's a saying that I think to this day still stays with me and I think about all the time. Um, and it guides. It guides my life. It guides what I profess over my life, what I speak into my life. And that's important, right? Yeah, it really is. And also what I speak into the lives of others. And so what's funny is my grandmother maybe had an eighth grade education. Mm. Um, actually, I don't know how far her education went, but she was super wise and super smart. And she was saying this way before people like Oprah mm. and Deepak got on the Your Words Have Power train, right? right. But um, yeah. That's the one that I think for me has a lot of meaning. Was it biblical, you think? Because in the Bible it speaks about that. Oh, break it down. Which verse? The second one. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Power of the tongue. You, okay. Some songs, which, you know. Which verse is that again? Aretha Franklin. Okay. <laughs> Definitely it's in the Bible and it's rooted there, I guess, right? Like I know Proverbs speaks about... Um, your words having the power of life and death. Right. Like in Proverbs 18, they talk about that. But I'm not and sure. Hezekiah Walker talks about it too. <laughs> what is Hezekiah Walker? I don't remember. But... Yeah, but I think, um, I don't, I, and my mother was definitely a Christian woman and her life, you know, her walk was all about or stemmed from what was presented in the Bible. But uh, I'm not sure where it came from for her, where she right. even got it, right? But uh, for me, wow. it, it definitely had a lot of meaning. And, uh, and you know, it's like, it's so interesting because, like, words can build you up and they can tear you down. Right. And so, even as we're talking now, I think about kind of the words that she used with us. They were always uplifting. Okay. Like they were always encouraging and speaking 
um, goodness into our lives and blessings into our lives and godliness into our lives and kindness. Mm -hmm. So that uh, that made a big difference for me. Yeah. And speaking on that, it's not shit our family say per so so much, but my grandmother always told me, "Boy, you a genius." <laughs> <laughs> You know, look at me now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look at me now. But she always spoke positive thoughts and things into my into me as well. So when she told you, boy, you're a genius, like what impact did that have on you, you think? Or did you even think about it as a like kid? I was put puzzles together. I would do it quickly. She's like, boy, you a genius. So I would do something else around the house. Boy, you a genius. And I don't know what impact it had on me completely. But if somebody was saying, you know, you're not shit. Or you ain't, you know, you're not worth anything, then that would have an impact negatively. So, I, I, but look at me now. So apparently, she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> if you guys can see what I'm seeing now, oh yeah, hey, yeah, you are a genius. You're brilliant. Um, you're good at figuring things out. So, maybe your grandmother was onto something. Right. Now that we know you're a genius, Dupree, right. share with us uh, another saying from your family that resonates with you and sticks with you today. My father, um, he told me a lot of stuff, but one he had, has, that stuck with me was, he who has the goal makes the rules. And so when I ask Living with him, he's like, I make the money around here. You do as I say do. Mm. I make the goal. I make the rules. and It's my way or the highway. That was his attitude. Um, and I took that with me throughout my life for a long time until I realized that it's not beneficial. Okay. How and did you come to that realization? After I got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm a, I'm a genius. Hey. <laughs> Took a while. Yeah, because like I made the money in the household per se. So I thought things should go my way because uh -huh. my daddy told me I make the goal, I make the rules. So, and you can take that too far and be too aggressive with it. Uh -huh. If you're too aggressive and take it too far, then people aren't your friend per se. They're just with you because you have money. Um, now, if you use it this way, he who has the goal makes the rules, where it's like, okay, now I have the money, I can buy the cars that I want, I can buy the houses that I want, you can't keep me out of certain neighborhoods, then that's different. That's using it in a positive way. So making the rules for your own life, not using exactly. those rules to dictate what others can and can't do. That's deep. You're a genius too. Oh, definitely. No, but that that is deep. So I like that's growth right, right there. It's like I'm gonna make this money. People are gonna jump when I say jump. Like that's wrong. But I make this money so now I can go and come when I want to. I mm -hmm. have the complete autonomy, the complete freedom to hop on a plane because I have the money and I can go. You can't tell me that I can't do something. So um, that was a good rule or shit my daddy said. But once I learned it and tweaked it and made it for myself, then I understood it better. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And for me, what I'm hearing you say is that the piece that you needed to tweak was around who you made the rules for. Because Ooh. it sounds like when your dad said it, you interpreted it as, I make the gold, so I'll make the rules for everyone within my sphere right. of influence, within my circle. But you came to realize that actually making the gold gives you the ability to make rules for your own life and the freedom to live the life you want. Right. Well, when he said it, he meant <laughs> He meant that. that. Right. This is what I'm going to do in my household. But as I got older, I realized it gives me the freedom to do what I want to do. Right. So that's kind of cool to um, evolve. Yeah, evolution's great. Mm -hmm. And how did you come to that? Do you think it was, I know you said after you got divorced, but did you go through therapy? Did you ruminate on the expression? It, did you come to it a certain way? Well, not bragging, but my grandmother told me I was a genius. Mm. So there you go, right there. Right. Um, but being real, I did go to therapy. Okay. I've had years of therapy and years of growth. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Not a problem. Now we're flipping the script. Now I want to hear some more shit your family say. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to something my mom used to say. My mom? Yes. All right. Val. It's going to be good. <laughs> it definitely is good. So she would often say, every time the drum beats, you don't have to be present. Mm. This would usually come right after she said no <laughs> to a request that I made. So, for okay. instance, if I said, hey, so-and-so is throwing a party on Friday night, can I go? She would say, no. Every time the drum beats, you don't have to be there. Every time the drum beats, you don't have to be present. And did you have any idea what that meant when she said it? I knew it meant no. <laughs> I knew it but meant like, I wasn't going to the party. I wasn't going to the outing. I wasn't going to the club. I knew that it meant no. The so, deeper meaning, did you know it So then? in the, the deeper meaning, no. Uh, and as a kid, hearing no, so friend, you know how some parents would say no, and then they would change their mind, or you right. could work on it. It was a firm hard stop, no. Uh, so for me, that it, it was very disappointing to hear that. As I grew older, uh, I understood it to mean that you don't always have to be where things are happening. Right. And I think one of the benefits for that for me is, I know a lot of people today especially suffer from FOMO, fear of missing out, because it looks like everyone else on Instagram or on whatever social media platform is having this amazing life and they're not part of it. But I don't have FOMO because every time the drum beats, I don't have to be there. And I'm okay. so used to not being there, right? But um, it, it really didn't... Like, I'm, I'm okay not being where everyone is. Say that again real slow, the same. FOMO. No, the same. Your mom's saying. Every time the drum beats, you don't have to be there. Mm, okay. So what it means is that there are going to be events and activities and things that happen in life that you're not always going to be present for. Right. And that's okay. And so what makes it okay for me today, as opposed to when I was a kid, is when I was a kid, someone else was telling me I didn't have to be there. Right. Or I couldn't go. Right, It was right, the couldn't that right. was really now frustrating. Now it's your choice. Right. But now it's my choice. And I'm okay. You know, like I, I know some people sometimes when they're not invited to something, let's say. Let's say you hear that some friends of yours are having a party and you didn't get invited. You might feel a little slighted. You might feel away because 
you weren't there. But for me, it's like, I'm okay. Or am I? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Am I? So that's kind of what it means for me. You know, there are going to be things that come up that you can't attend, and that's okay. Or if you're feeling like you don't want to go, like, you know, it's it's hot in Arizona. It's 120 degrees. I don't want to go to a barbecue today. Right. Right? Too hot. Right. So Too hot. every time the drum beats, I don't have to be present. But I want to be present whenever I can, especially now. Like, I'm finding that I just want to be at celebrations. I want to be there to celebrate with my friends and family when really good things are happening as well. So I try to... Uh, attend more of those drum beating events and I think by the drum beat without her even knowing she was probably hearkening back to our ancestral drums mm. beating you know I, I don't know where that saying comes from That's what I was going to ask you so you still have the opportunity to ask her what did the, I would like for you to do that and ask her where did that come from well it's really funny because someone probably said it to her right. now that I think right. about but it right? says, I would love to know that okay I'll get on that. So, hi, Ma. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for taking my call. Um, we were, were recording our first episode of Should Our Family Say? And one of the sayings that I'm sharing is the one that you used to say a lot, which is, Every time the drum beats, you don't have to be present. Do you remember saying that? Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm curious because Dupree asked me, where did that come from? And so for you, where did you get that from? Well, I got that from my mother in that every affair, we did not have to be present. You know, because you want to be in with the in crowd and be where there where the things were going on of that day. So right. to you, it was vital, but to them, it was not. And especially if they didn't like the company or the people that you were going to be attending with. Okay. So she used to say it to you too, then. Yes, you did not need <laughs> to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that that saying in some way helped you later in life or like guided you in any way? Yes, it did. Because then I didn't feel pressure to be in whatever else was going on. And so many people had the need to be there. I did not have to be there. Wouldn't and it wouldn't make me any less a person for not attending. Uh, we had some, uh, we had a couple of young people, you know, when we were young, young uh, married families. Mm -hmm. And some of the women in the group had a need to go to uh, the bar and associate. And a, a few of us did not feel comfortable in that realm just because of our upbringing. So we right. participate. So we didn't need to answer to those drums when they were going to a party or going to some, because we know what was going to be involved, a lot of drinking, a lot of carrying right. So we, we refrained from it. So. It made us clear in our head that we did not need to go. I love that, that piece about it providing the clarity for you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for hopping on. I appreciate it. Okay. You are You're welcome. Wow, that was pretty insightful. I'm so glad she was able to hop on and share her insights. 
But what was interesting is like she admitted that she didn't like it when your grandmother said to her she couldn't go. So why did she do that to you? Well, I think that she did it or said it to us. One, because people tend to do what was done to them, right, when they're parenting. But the other thing is she found that it worked for her life. Like one of the things that she said that I really appreciated was that it provided clarity later, right? You were clear that you didn't have to be there. So now you could make a, an informed choice as to whether or not you wanted to go later in life. I agree. And things that my dad did to me and your mom did to you, I think going forward, parents should sit down and explain why they're making these decisions for their kids. You know parents didn't explain back in the day. That's nouveau parenting. Yes, but I'm saying it would be beneficial. So we, we can't go back in time, right, but we can right. go forward. So perhaps our listeners and their kids and their grandkids mm. or however the lineages go, <laughs> that they can break it down and say, listen, this is why you can't go. This is why I'm doing this. This gives the kids or young adults a better idea or a better understanding so they grasp these things earlier than later. Okay. Did you explain to your kids? Oh my God, the answer is yes. Like to this day, my door is always open and I didn't make hard no decisions without certain explanations on some things. Of course, like can I have six pieces of cake? Like no, you don't, and I even broke that down. I can give you all six, but you're gonna get sick. Mm -hmm. So let's, how about we start with one? But I think also what you're saying requires a metacognitive process to take place with parents that they may not even be ready to do, right? So it's an awareness that I'm saying this. Like, I have to be aware that I'm repeating something that was said to me, to my kids, And that's right? what geniuses do. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Indeed, indeed. And I hope our listeners have enjoyed hearing some of the sayings that we shared. I think we'll end with some of the uh, saying that each of us says quite often. I'll go first. One of the things I find myself saying a lot in, this isn't my own. It's a quote I heard years ago. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Yeah, Dupree? I hear that quite often. I disagree. I know you disagree, which is why I think it's a great saying to share. Because if you don't take the shot, you're going to miss it. You're not you going to have that take opportunity. The shot, if you don't take the shot, you won't miss it. You will because you won't take you it. Didn't, how can you miss a shot you didn't take? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's mine. Do you have one? Okay, do you have one that you want to share? I think I like, I like investing. So I always say you should investigate before you invest. Oh, that's good. How come I've never heard you say that before? Because you don't invest. <laughs> <laughs> but bottom line is we all should invest. Invest in ourselves, invest in the stock market, invest in our money. Uh, but do your homework first. So investigate before you invest. All right, that's a drop the mic moment. We'll leave it there. Thank you, Dupree, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Shit Our Families Say, and we'll see you on another episode.